0: The yellow kit of the RNLI is a standard. It is it is iconic, it is as important as the S on Superman's chest. My name is Oliver Flazer. I'm the Category Managing Director of Professional Services or HH Pro at Heli Hansen. And in my role with the RNLI, I'm very fortunate that I can can work with our pros at Heli-Hunston who are working diligently with the uh, the RNLI volunteers and the organization to to move the needle forward. What inspires me about the RNLI and the amazing volunteers, I'm humbled by the work they do. I'm encouraged by the work that they do. And above all, I'm so proud to be able to participate in in the in the manufacture the production of these type of products that they require on a personal note my wife is a member of the search and rescue here in squamish british columbia it's the pride of the service that these amazing humans have put into their communities into their families it's the sacrifices that they make you know they're missing birthdays they're missing a christmas when a call out happens they're running out the door they think about others first to me, that's the most humbling. I've, I've actually got goosebumps thinking about it because for me, it's, it's the greatest way that you can serve your community. And I think that the RNLI represents and embodies everything that it means to be a good community servant. Heli Hansen is actually a person. Heli um, who was a seafaring captain back in 1877, had a crew who uh, continued to get cold, wet, uh, they weren't functioning the way they should. They weren't as productive as they could be. So he had the uh, ingenious idea of adding some linseed oil to cotton, uh, really forming the first waterproof waterproof uh, membrane or waterproof coating for a garment. And so that was the beginning of uh, of Heli Hansen as a company, uh, based out of a little town called Moss, just to the south of Oslo. So uh, a lot of history of innovation at Heli. Um, we, you know, in 1940s, we created a product called Helix, which really became the most industrious uh, use of PVC or PU at the time. And then we rolled into the 60s, 1960s, with our first pile fleece, which was a real invention and a real kind of movement forward in the industry. And then in the 1970s, uh, we developed through poly- with polypropylene, developed our first synthetic base layer, which we could combine with wool. That gave us a real ability to to move moisture away from the body to really help people keep them dry and and warm. And then in the 1980s, we worked on developing our own form of waterproof breathable membrane called Helitech. And it became a system that we used um, as as an ability for us to be able to customize the needs that we had versus buying a off the shelf. Uh, fabric solution, we could customize it to the levels that we needed it to be to keep our, uh, to keep our pros and our consumers healthy and happy. The, the kit worn today uh, by the RNLI uh, that's designed, developed by volunteers, for volunteers, by pros, for the pros at Heli Hansen. We're really proud of the fact that the, the evolution has come from uh, a basic rudimentary need of staying dry to now actually being a performance kit. And when we, when we at Heli Henson, in particular in the HH Pro category that I oversee, what we try to do is really look at um, the design and development through three key focus areas. And that's going to be through the safety elements. So that's the reflectivity, high visibility, um, kind of the ability for our coworkers or co-volunteers to see one another. We look at it from a sustainability perspective. So what are some of the materials that we're doing and being the most innovative that we can be without compromising on the third element, which is on the performance side and performance comes in the form of how the fabrics work, interact with nature. It comes from how we can layer the systems together. So all the pockets work together, are the pockets set in the right areas, little insights that we think are little, but are actually large in terms of comfort and performance. So having female specific pants with drop seats, so a bib pant with a drop seat makes it much more comfortable for for our female volunteers to be able to get access to the things that they need to do. Um, I think, you know, we we tried to figure out ways to help them on the three layer dress approach, as an example. So it was a real evolution because many of the volunteers, although professional at what they do as lifesavers, weren't always the most uh, advanced in terms of how to layer properly. And so this is where we as a company have been very fortunate that we revolutionized that commercialized the three layer dress. It starts with the base layer. It starts from the inside and moves itself out. So we know that keeping yourself dry, warm, and comfortable is most important closest to the core. And so it starts off with a merino, uh, wool, and polypro combination. So this is really the ability to use the warming properties of wool, the thermal properties, and also the moisture transportation of the polypropylene in combination really help keep the body dry as it pushes moisture to the next level and but retains the heat that's necessary the second layer that we use is our mid layer and we're really fortunate in this case we've learned a lot of insights from our sailing business where we know that you oftentimes, or when you're out on the water you need to have a thermal layer but sometimes it needs to have a bit of a dwr or a durable water resistant coating in order to maintain uh, moisture protection from the outside so now you have a thermal layer next to skin you have a secondary thermal layer that now will end up pushing moisture through but preventing new moisture from getting to you and then throwing the outer jacket on um, and the bib pants. So you combine those two things together um, from the mid layer to the outerwear combined with the base layer and you have this nice three layer dress of moving moisture but protecting from external moisture. What's amazing about the RNLI is not only do we cover coast to coasts, not only do we cover variety of weather conditions along the way, but they also have the all-weather boats, so you've got this wonderful ocean-going group of folks that are out there saving lives in the big ocean. But then there's the coasts, and then those coasts where lots of people are recreating, or they're, they're spending time with their families and things go sideways. And so we're very fortunate that we also work with the lifeguards. And so from our perspective at Heli Hansen, what the lifeguards represent is, a, is, again, a wonderful connection and lineage to our uh, sailing products. It's a wonderful lineage to our life-saving products. And the lifeguards who are physical, they train, they have just as many important requirements from protection and warmth, quick-dry, all of those elements that are really important to their specific tasks. And so we're very fortunate that being able to work with the all-weather boats and also the leading parts. In order to adapt and design the the uniforms correctly for the volunteers, um, we oftentimes use the saying that not all heroes wear capes and so we needed to understand what was what were the requirements necessary in order to get these pros as we like to call them you know protected warm dry to be able to work at their best and a lot of the insights that we gleaned come from the sailing world that we've been a part of for many many years our ski resort business so we understand there's inclement weathers there's high there's changing varying degrees so whether you're at the top of the mountain or the bottom of the mountain you may have high precipitation colder blowing wind so what are some of the insights that we learn along the way we work with search and rescue groups that have their own set of standards so whether it be high aerobic need whether it be protection from the elements we needed to understand all of it together and so some of the things that we needed to learn is Along the way, it would be things like, you know, salt water doesn't dry as quickly and salt water has a much different effect on the outer membranes of a garment or the main fabrics of garments. So we need to think about, do we do a four layer or a five layer fabric uh, with membranes in order to protect from that salt water? Um, We need to very quickly understand how does that work and how does that how does that enable these pros to work more efficiently um, and safely? The other things we had to think about were. You know, it's dynamic movement on the boats and on the vessels and things that they're doing. So understanding that it's not a static, you're not just sitting in a chair, you're always moving. So how do you make the garment move with the person? How do you evolve that? Where do you add extra gussets in the crotches so their legs so they can be more more um, agile while walking? These are all small little details. Things like um, center front zippers, do we lengthen them? Do we raise the height of the collar knowing that in blowing wind conditions that they need to turtle a little bit more to get that extra protection? So raising that collar, what is the right height to raise that collar? Adding reflectivity. I mean, oftentimes people don't really think through the importance of being visible and from a safety perspective. And so that 360 degrees of reflectivity is really important, particularly at low light conditions, uh, not just at night, but it's low light, dawn, dusk, fog. Um, having high-vis hits really helps to keep us aware of who our friends are and where are they around us. The yellow kit of the RNLI is a standard. It is, it is iconic it is as important as the S on Superman's chest. And I think that from a Heli Hansen perspective, what it allowed us to do is align ourselves with arguably the most progressive advanced set of volunteers in the world. In our partnership with the RNLI, it provides us with another platform and that platform is the ability to field test in the harshest of conditions. So we do know that when we test our materials, we test them uh, in the labs, We test them in our secondary labs, but lab work means nothing. Everything is predicated on what happens in the field and real life, real time feedback is the most important thing. And so we recognize that with our partners at the RNLI and many of the resorts around the world and many of the pro racers that we use around the world, all of those decisions help inform us on the decisions that we use moving forward. And so the RNLI provides a wonderful, wonderful field testing platform for us, because again, as we mentioned, not everybody is the same. Some people run hot, some people run cold, some people need extra protection, some people feel the wind, some people don't. And so I think for our perspective, getting this cross section of, of insights is the most important element for us as a company. My name is Annie Jago. I am a senior lifeguard with the RNLI and I'm also volunteering for the lifeboat crew. If you want to hear more stories from the RNLI's 200 Voices collection, then head to rnli.org forward slash 200 voices or subscribe to the RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening.